Hi, you guys. Elise here, host of your Trailer Cast podcast, and I am um, coming in with just some reflections on life as of late. Um, it is July 29th, and I've just been in some massive upheaval. And so as as always, my commitment to this podcast is to to be in real time with real things. I believe in the power of our shared experience, that when we come to something with our fullness, when we come to a conversation, a relationship, uh, this space, as we are, raw, unedited, as it is, being willing to tell the truth, um, that something gets unlocked for the listener, for the witness, for the friend, for the bystander, for the person that has a shared experience and for our collective, you know, growth. And so I, I hold this space as a sacred extension of my own life. And when I hear from you, from the person who listens, uh, the emails I get or the DMs or people just saying, oh, it was this moment. It was this word. It was this line. Is it connected to my own experience? And what happened for me was this. Then I think, yeah. It's so much more, huh? That although we are sometimes strangers connected through technology and things like podcasts, we are sharing in the experience of what it means to be human now. And we share something uh, even via time, right? Like that no, at no other time on earth will we, uh, could we share an experience like this, like now, and we get we get that. So, so here's where I'm at this week. Um, the I think the last episode that I recorded was on the heels of my daughter coming out of the hospital, and um, this my own like inner stirring and things starting to get uh, kind of woken up. And any time that calamity happens or the unexpected or things I didn't see coming, I feel like I have another set of ears that begins to kind of lift. And I want you to think about that like when you see like, like, like a dog or a wolf when they lift their ears. It's like they're paying attention to something else, something I can't quite hear. And when disaster strikes, uh, when something is like, huh, I feel like my own internal ears begin to lift to be like, what's going on here? So um, my, my husband's a firefighter. That has been our big shift in these last four years was him leaving his job as a pastor um, pursuing firefighting and is now a firefighter working his first big fire. He's up north working um, in Northern California, working the Dixie fire. Um, got the call while he was already at work and was like, Hey, um, so I'm going on a strike team. And what that means is that him and for this particular incident, there's like 21 people on his strike team and they were dispatched up north to go work this fire. And what that means for me is I'm having to carry the ship of our family, kids out of school, while simultaneously working and running a, a company and all the things, right? And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. And oh, by the way, we know nothing. This is like, we've, this is our first big fires is our first thing, our first fire season. There's all these other elements, right? These other unexpected elements. And just on the heels of coming out of the hospital and all this stuff being kicked up. And, and while I could have had 
my ears open to be like, huh, I went into collapse. I was tired after um, kind of being in this recovery of my, my fire girl in the hospital. And then my husband being sent out and then me feeling totally caught unaware. And, um, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. My husband and I are an incredible team. We have like really come out of some really devastating systems and places to be in our marriage with the utmost amount of like respect for each other and equality when it comes to how we participate in our family. And so he is with the kids when I work and I am with the kids when he works and we we share that as our joint passion and as our as our life experience and we both contribute to the household in the form like he act, he does the cooking i don't do the cooking <laughs> like we there's things we just share or that we just own that hey he's really great at that and for the first few years of our marriage i did the cooking cuz that's what pastors wives do <laughs> it's all you guys it's funny now um i don't know how that lands with you but it's really funny to me cuz he's actually a phenomenal like chef right and i am like grilled cheese how's that sound so for whatever it's worth we've had to de-roll out of what we were told and modeled for us that the role of woman is this, the role of man is this, and the role of whatever, you know, whatever. And so we've, we've moved into our own true, right relationship with who we are in our marriage. And so when my partner is pulled out on a fire for we're not sure how long, um, my system can't hold. And this was a, this has been an exceptionally rude awakening for me. And I went into collapse. I didn't go into, into, I got it, babe. I went into what, how will our life work? I have no, I, I just like befuddled, totally befuddled. And people would like check in. How are you doing? How's it going? I'm like, I don't even know. I have no idea. I, I have no idea how to do our life without my husband. Not to mention you know, holding both the reality that he is not like at a work conference somewhere, you know, he's like in a dangerous place and, and his actual life is on the line and, and who knows what could happen and blah, blah, blah. And then my kiddos asking questions, um, is dad, is dad going to die? Is this, you know, just things I'm like, damn, I, all these things I wasn't, ready for. I didn't, I don't know how to answer that question. How old are you? Are you old enough to understand the realities of this job? What are we doing here, folks? Right? So I've been in, I've been in a place. I've been in a place this last week. Um, I have felt, mm, what's it like? Um, so, you know, when you just kind of run back into instinct, when you just start doing or operating out of what is most familiar, right? Like this is what I know. So when like when shit goes down, um, I tend to go inward, like batten down the hatches, uh, take care of the things and do it on my own. And I was watching that, right? Like I was watching that. I haven't, there's something because all of a sudden my primal ears kicked back in and we're like, Elise, what else is going on here? What are the things being forced off your plate because you can't hold them? Um, What's up with that? So here's what I'm noticing. And I hope this connects to your life, whether there is calamity or not, that we would begin to open our eyes to our instinctual pattern 
to the behavior we revert to when our back is against the wall, to the stories we tell ourselves about how we're supposed to deal with the unknown, the unexpected, to the pressure we self-apply, to the systems that are built to oppress us. Okay, so this is what I mean. Um, four years ago, we left the church that my husband was a pastor at and I was in leadership in because it was a system of oppression. It was a system of extreme unhealth. Um, it was a system of, (laughs) I don't even have the words for it, nor do I really want to take the time to go into all the things that it was. But what happened for me when I left was I told myself, I will never go back into a relationship with a person, place, thing, system, anything where I don't get to go as myself, where everybody is not everybody is welcome, where I don't get to have a voice. I will not go back into a system, a relationship with a person, place, or thing where I'm the victim. I'm done. My victimness burned that day. And since then, I have left jobs that weren't right for me. I have um, grown out of relationships that were not right for me. I have, I have stopped um, staying quiet or staying sweet when I was then co-participating in things that were harmful or hurtful or not okay anymore. And the painful leaving of that old system birthed in me that sent that fire, right? Where I'm like, I'm not just kind of like, oh, I just won't do that again. I'm like, no, that is a hard no for me. No, not now, not ever. And here's what happened this week. Without realizing it, even though I took inventory of my personal relationships, my workplace, um, jobs, uh, religious systems. Um, I looked hard and deep and I feel like I've done, not feel like I have done the work to to make sure that I wasn't going to repeat history, that I wasn't going to be a part of systems um, like that. This week opened up my eyes to realize that I have really become um, a silent victim to my family. And here's what I I need you to hear this. Okay. And just bear with me. What I have been doing in the background is making sure that I accommodate everyone else's schedules all the time quietly, right? Okay. I'll work around his schedule. I'll make sure the kids schedules and I'm in the kids needs and my husband's needs. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I just was just doing that operating out of, um, over accommodation, over extension and calling it motherhood sacrificial motherhood. That's what moms do. And, and, and not totally consciously, but all this at the same time, super consciously, right? Cause I'm the one making these decisions. And with my husband gone, his absence opened up my eyes to realize like, I am victimizing myself in my family system. I am oppressing myself. I am burnt out, spent on trying to accommodate everyone else all the time. And I'm the one doing it. It's me. It's me. And I can see that very clearly in my, I mean, in my husband and my partner's absence, because I'm like, (laughs) he's not doing this to me. 
my kiddos are not doing this to me. I'm doing this to me. And it was like this last insidious frontier where I've been calling this something that it wasn't. I don't have to participate in my family system as a martyr. I'm not beholden to that role. I don't want to be in that role as a, I'll take care of me later. I don't, I mean, that doesn't fit me in really in any other space. And so why in my most precious place would I play small, be a victim, um, be a martyr, be a sad sack, right? Like, I'm like, what? What? And it took everything flying off, you know, the handles and me going through my own internal collapse and things just being too much to hold to realize that I need to decide what I want to hold and how I'm going to hold it and choose it. I'm not going to be a victim to motherhood. What a waste for me. What a waste for me. What a, how sad that would be if that was um, these years of my kid's life where I was just not in my personal commitment to be here on purpose and by choice and to figure it out and to make things work and to not forget myself. I don't want less of me for them. I want more of me for them. And that means making some big decisions. So um, in this outpouring of my diary to you <laughs> right now is are some questions. And what ways do we honor ancient commitments and not know it, not realize it. It was so easy for me to slip back into compliance. And I'm not saying that, that, um, maybe I should sparse some things out. Motherhood does require sacrifice. Um, other people's needs can come first. Um, I do support my husband's career. I do honor my children's needs. So all those things are true. Um, and will continue to be true. And I don't have to be led by it in a way where I am in constant collapse or sadness or grief as if I am having to give up um, something else in order to be here. There's, there's, I think there's a difference and I'm trying to, I, maybe I'll get to it in this episode and maybe I won't. But what I noticed is the story I was telling myself about my current role um, was the exact same story I used to tell myself as a pastor's wife. And I told myself I wouldn't do it, and I didn't realize I was doing it again until it all started to crumble, where I'm like, oh, I know this. I know this. And I said I wouldn't do it, and yet here I am. And what I know now is there was a great waking up, a great stirring up, where I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's another way. <laughs> there's another way in the system. And so what I am looking at right now is what are the things that are within my capacity to hold with joy and with power on purpose? What is that? And what are the things that I cannot? And what are the things this week that I was determined to make sure that they happened? Like, well, so well Wednesday, it's a group I run in my town. I was like, hell or high water, that's got to happen. I love that. And what are the things where I'm like, I can't get to that. I don't have the childcare support. I don't have, I can't get to there. It began to stir in me some questions of, well, then if I'm not willing to fight for it, what does that mean? And what are the things that I want to come back more into the center of my life? Namely, you know, my three kiddos. These are, these are people that are in a unique stage and age in their life. How do I get them back into the front? Not as, 
um, as a basic, basic needs, but as like, as the bigger needs, as they, as they age up. For what it's worth, I am in that eye-opening stage of something's going to give. And when I notice that a lot of things, you know, like when things just kind of keep going wrong, like today our dryer broke and I was like, of course it did. (laughs) Why would we need a dryer? Um, and I was like, oh, this is just more disruption. Oh, this is more chaos. Now, now I'm, my eyes are open and I'm aware and I'm not like, oh, everything bad's happening to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, this is just what's happening. Things are breaking down. Um, and there's bigger reason to that. And so now I'm paying attention rather than, um, being injured by it. So maybe that's the difference, right? Is, um, everything's going to happen to us as it's going to happen to us death and life and jobs and fires and uh, COVID and kids going to school and and people getting hurt. Like all those things are happening because life is happening. How we receive it, how we participate in it, what we believe about it, how we um, make up our own stories and systems and then participate in them. That's the part that's up to us. So I'm going to figure out the dryer and the laundry that's all over the floor. I'm going to decide what type of work I want to do and how I'm going to do that and sustain it because I get to. See, that's the privilege of responsibility. That's the truth of personal power is I don't have to. Now I I get to. What do I want to do? How do I want to work this around and within my life? And what is my commitment to continue to be a person who is true to themselves, to continue to be a person who, who models having to make choices So where I'm at this week is this personal pondering (laughs) on upheaval and what happens when things just kind of keep (laughs) going off the rails. What emerges in us? Are we a person who kind of, um, maybe we're all these people. That's what I'm seeing too. There's times where I like mount up to meet challenge, you know, face to face. There's times where I just like, oh, I'll just never mind. I'll just lay on the floor and cry. That's you know, that's how this week started for me. It was like, I'm just going to lay here. Um, and then a sweeping of the desk of like, no, 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 no. And I cannot, this cannot go down this way. And I'm just watching it all. You know, that's what I'm doing for now. I'm watching it. I'm watching and learning and watching and learning and looking at my patterns that are really only kicked up when there's something to lose. Right. That is kind of what being alive feels like to me sometimes is, is when I move out of neutral into, I get to choose, I get to decide. Um, I don't have to, no one's making me, I get to, I get to show up to my life. This is all privilege. Every part of this is privilege. So this is kind of one of those episodes where I I wonder um, if I should publish it because I, my commitment is to a real time process. And then I'm like, what is this even, is this something that people are going to be like, why is she sharing that? Um, and maybe so. And so here I am in the midst of working my way through the dark, trying to understand and escape old patterns and old commitments and come back to my life with, um, kind of as no one's prisoner, no one's prisoner. 
So I'd love to know if this lands with you in some way and what it is like for you to, to hear your story on the canvas of someone else's story and, and the power of our togetherness when we hear other people that are working through things in their time and in their way with their words. There is a true gift to, to circles like that. And that's what I'm, I'm learning that the most, I think, in Well Wednesdays in these groups that I'm leading is um, we are, we're all trying to work ourselves through this life and watching someone else do it shows me all the ways it can be done. And I've had such limited vision on the way it goes, on what motherhood looks like, on what being a wife looks like, on what being a therapist looks like, on what um, being a human looks like, about being like all those things. Like there's only so many models it's felt like, there's only so many versions of, of how to do that. But then when I get into circles of women and I watch the way they're doing it, and I'm like, oh, wow, right. No, that's also an option. So, So there's more ways to do this than how I've scripted myself into. That's maybe the heart and the peace that I want us to hold and wrestle with like that Rubik's Cube. Keep freaking moving those squares and manipulating those squares to be like, how does it fit? How does this fit? How does this fit? And what parts of our lives are we just asleep and doing the thing we said we're supposed to do because it's the way it's always been and it's what everyone needs of me and expects of me. And at what point, what's it going to take to wake us up to the power and truth of our own self in our own life? Where, what are we here for? What are we doing? What do I want? What do I need to be committed to? Where, where, where am I? What is this? What is this great kick up? And here's the thing. This conversation could be about the fires. It could be about COVID. It could be about uh, grief. This, this conversation is anytime things move outside of our control in such a way that we have to wake up. And so the invitation for you today as you listen is to run some of these ideas through your own personal experiences when things have slipped just beyond your control or you realize you're holding way more than is possible for one person to hold and what is going to give. And could that be a gift? Could you get more clear? Could you have more no? Could you have more clear, concrete, streamlined yes? What wants to happen when things hit the fan? What's trying to be birthed? What's trying to come through and, and, and needed things to get kicked up in order for them to come all the way up to the surface? And what would happen if we didn't suppress that, but allowed that those like bubbles from the depths to reach the surface and emerge and be like, oh, that's what's been trying to come forward. Yes, I needed that. And so could we go with what is happening? And at the same time, choose the way we want to go with it, the way we want to do it. I'm sitting in those questions now and in this next week, considering um, my role, my participation, the story I script for myself, the way I think it needs to be, and trying to see how I want it to be. So... I'll let you know. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week. I hope it is um, eye-opening. I hope you feel your little ears lift. 
listen, look, feel, sense, know what's going on. What do we need to be aware of and awake to? Okay. Have a great week, everybody. Cheers.